only way Championship can only be won by one. And it's going to touch in 2020. Right. Alongside Austin Ragsdale, talk about some NFL action from the week. Uh, hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know that I didn't because I was sick. So hopefully everyone else had a better Thanksgiving than me. So uh, before coming in here today, I was watching some football. I don't know about you, were you? Yeah, I was keeping an eye on it. Um, I had a uh, tracking it on my phone. Making sure what was going on, because you know it's sort of do or die situation, yeah. or the uh, good old U.S. of A. Yeah, and the the good old good old U.S. of A. got the job done, beating Iran one to zero, moving on to elimination round. So good for the United States. I I couldn't tell you the first I we commentated on an OU basketball soccer game this year, and uh, I was glad I was pr- uh, production for it because I was looking at it and I was like. I mean, it's not hard to, like, do the play-by-play or color for, I'm sure, but, like, to actually, like, watch it and know everything and know what a good technique is and know the systems seems like a, a lot of work because there's so many things you can do. Such a big field, so many things to pay attention to at one time. But watching it for the World Cup, I don't mind. I mean, I'm a, I'm a U.S. fan, of course, you know, because why not root for the good old U.S. of A when they're in the World Cup? The England game was such an intense tie. That's why that soccer just you watch 90 minutes of, of playtime just to see no one score. And it's like then it ends in a tie. And it's like, bro, like that's horrible. Well, I think only knockout stages only are only ones allowed to have ties, obviously, because they're knockout stages. Well, yeah. Because once you get into elimination, you know, you're going to go to overtime, probably golden goal rule. Yep. And then after that, you go to a shootout, sort of like right. hockey in a sense. Right. But at the same time, it doesn't cut it for me. Any game that ends in a tie, I think, is just a. Man, it's, it's a tie. Nobody likes a tie. Speaking so. of ties, we almost had one over the weekend. <coughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, we almost had Cleveland and the Bucks tie. Oh, Came yeah? down to the last minute of overtime for yeah. Nick Chubb to run it in and win them the game. Dude, Tom Brady, I know you're at a low in your career, man, but you just lost to the Browns. Come on. And it's not like he even played that bad, to be fair. He lost. I mean, he, yes, he lost. I'm saying he didn't play terrible. Yeah, I mean, typical, you know, for Tom Brady this year, I think. I, I don't think it was good. Maybe it wasn't as bad as some of his games this year. But, I mean, he threw for two touchdowns, 240 yards. But, I don't know. He just – he looks terrible, man. Yeah, it's been an off season for the Bucks, needless to say. And they're still in first place at five and six. Yeah. So that division's been a little bit of a mess, to say the least. Yeah, Brissett, you know. His last week is starting. Yep, yep. We were just talking before we, uh, you know, came in here that Deshaun Watson's going to be starting for the Browns this weekend. And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't think the guy should ever be – Starting in a football game, I, I don't know. I don't. We'll see how he does. I obviously, you, you were saying that you thought that he'd be kind of rusty. Yeah, I mean, he looked really bad in the preseason, yeah. to be fair, and he didn't play at all last year nor this year. Besides the preseason, right? A little for like a few snaps, he even played the full preseason game. So, 
It's not going to be pretty. I mean, he ain't going to be throwing anything like he used to, like two years ago when he was in, like, shootouts with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, it's going to be a different ball game. And, now. and coming back against his former team, too, is something to note because the Texans aren't good. So even if he somehow throws over 100 yards, everyone's going to be like, see, this guy deserves to be playing in the NFL. Like, man – First of all, I don't see him doing very well because, it's like you said, he didn't play at all last year. He was terrible in the preseason this year. I don't see him doing very well, and I don't see him being any different than Brissett even for, you know, the entirety of this season for whatever games he's in. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets benched, honestly. I don't – he wasn't the answer. I don't know why the Browns ever thought that he would be some kind of answer because he's he's not. You know, he's proven that his actions off the field are, are a mind-numbing distraction. And now you have to deal with, you know, him on the field, too, whereas he hasn't even played for, for an entire season plus. So now you're, you're putting your hopes on him, and I don't see it being any different for them. And I don't see them being any better next year or the year after that. I mean, they're not – they're spinning in a cycle, much like Detroit. So – I don't, I don't see them ever, you know, at least Detroit hasn't, you know, didn't go out and get Deshaun Watson. You know, they, they might be terrible or you could say what you can about their franchise and their history and their playoff woes and whatever, but at least they didn't go get Deshaun Watson. I agree. Uh, it just, uh, that whole scenario, it's you know, a touchy subject for some people and, you know, there's just been incidents in the, in the NFL as a whole where some players mm-hmm. probably should not have come back but still have. Right. Because um, yeah. everyone just brushes it off like, oh, they're a superstar player. They're good, you know. And then <coughs> they uh, bring them back and they just sort of just say swipe it under the rug after their suspension as if nothing happened. As someone who makes a living talking about sports, right, and, and as someone who is super lucky to be on this rail that I'm on where I can – you know, maybe have a chance to do something in sports. Believe me, I love athletes and I, I I respect them and what they put their bodies through and what they do. I honestly think they are high caliber people. And I, you know, view them as some of the biggest celebrities in the world. But it doesn't make them invulnerable. Some people make, make it seem like they're invulnerable to basic rules of society. Where, you know, just because they can bounce a ball better than someone, because they can throw a ball better, because they can skate a puck better than other people, that they, that, oh, but it would be, you know, horrible to waste their tremendous talent. Why? They're the ones who wasted it. You know, you're the one who has all the talent. Now also use your head and make good decisions away from your sport. Why, why does it ever come down to having to make a decision on, on, oh, this person's so talented at the sport that they play that they should be invulnerable to, you know, consequences. Because they, they, they shouldn't have any, you know, any more consequences than anyone else. And they should be subject to exactly what a normal person would have to go through. You shouldn't be able... To just be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm really good at this sport, so I can do what I want. You know, it sets the wrong example. And people who are good at their sports should use their platforms for, you know, good reasons and be in the news for good reasons, for giving and everything like that. That's nice. But when you're in the media for horrible reasons, it should never be up in the air of of like, oh, well, you can't take his playing career. You're so young. He's got such a playing career. I don't care. Bin it. Bennett, he threw it away himself. There'll be another one. There'll be someone else. Someone who will probably be better. Someone who will probably have a better mentality. There's always another person out there who can do your job just as well or better. So it's, and that's the same for these superstar athletes too. These kids are getting better and better all the time and will continue to get better and better. So the fact that we'd even make an exception for someone like Deshaun Watson or, or anyone who, 
does horrible distractions off field or off out of the rink, out of the locker room or whatever, there's no good reason to bring them back. On that note, a little bit of a lesser subject, but a little bit news to note. Uh, So after last week's show, they, the Jets decided to bench Mm. Zach Wilson after his comments about how he, as a quarterback, did not let his defense down and his defense, and like his defense was upset, his offense was upset. So Robert Salah, I believe that's how you say his last name, decided <laughs> that they were going to bench him and make him inactive for this week's game. And Mike White came in and put on a clinic against the Chicago Bears without Justin Fields. To be fair, he was injured. Uh, I don't know if he would have made that big of a difference because it did lose Darnell Mooney yep. in the first quarter, and he's out for the season now. But Mike White had himself a Day he was what did he have two hundred fifty yards or something three hundred fifteen yards okay that's a little off just a little off three and then what three TDs? three touchdowns yeah yeah, yeah. zero interceptions and the offense I heard some of the wide receivers were throwing some shade at Zach Wilson after the game after they won with a blowout I think they were saying something along the lines of that's what it's like when a QB throws properly or something I don't know something but they they were not they were pretty excited after that dub because you know they their quarterback averaged more than two point seven seven inches per play. In the second half. Yeah. So I, I'm i surprised. You know, the Jets came out with an axe to grind, you know, from start to finish. And, and they also proved the Bears are frauds, if that wasn't proved already. Um, it, it, to your point, if Justin Fields was there, they would have had 100 more rushing yards, probably. Maybe, but maybe. zero more touchdowns because they never convert on – I mean, yeah, maybe, so. maybe one more touchdown. Maybe each field ran it in or something. Right. Maybe, maybe two if you're lucky. But and then instead yeah. of instead of uh, what is it, Simon being uh, fourteen for twenty five, the you know Justin Fields would have been seven for thirty. So yeah. So I mean, Jets ended up winning thirty one to ten to make that uh, division over there a little bit interesting still because they're still in it at seven and four. Yeah. Uh, the Bills got a slide-away win against Detroit on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, we got gut-punched with 20 seconds. Um, yeah, Lion, Lion, I'm going to be honest. I feel like Lions dominated the whole game. I feel I, like the Lions were were really good. Don't get me wrong, they just though. They key mistakes. Yes, you know? and Von Miller did get hurt. That did impact mm. the game. Oh, yeah. He injured his knee. Um, nothing severe, like ACL-wise or anything, from what I've heard. He has uh, – just he's just ruled out for now. He's not an IR or anything crazy, but yeah. blow huge blow to the Bills' defense for yeah, sure. If he's if he remains out, yeah. For how, I don't know for how long or yeah. how, what the injury like is exactly. I don't know if it's just like sprained or whatnot. But the Lions, though, I feel like they dominated the whole game. You know, they had the the, the few lapses there. Obviously, that probably could have won them the game. Jamal yeah. Williams with that fumble did not help. That was his second fumble in his career, I believe. You know, that's just the way it goes for the Lions. But a couple things is, you know, the announcer jinx. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, too, and t- Tony well, Romo. They don't, they don't miss that field goal. The game's tied. It goes to overtime. Yeah, so. exactly. And then also, on that last third down play before they kicked the field goal to go up by three. Why did you kick a field goal? No, I'm saying, like, I'm, well, that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. On that third down play, he chose to throw it to DJ Shark, who was covered. Oh, yeah, that should have been a touchdown. You saw who was wide open. There was two other players wide right. open. Like one at the tight end, I think it was 83, ran straight up the that, field. And then there was a crossing route who ended up being open. But he chose the worst out of the three options to throw to. He had it predetermined in his head who he was throwing to. Right. So And he gambled and he lost. Goff just – it's the problem with him. You know, we've known it's the problem since, you know, week two, three, right, four – that he doesn't make the right decision more often than not. I mean, how many times do you go on Twitter and you, you see all the still pictures of wide open receivers that he just didn't even look at? Every other co- good quarterback in the league, right, runs through his options before he throws. You see their eyes dart to every single receiver that they could go to that they're planning on that's, oh, you know, part of the routes. Even the quarterbacks have, like, the quickest releases. Like, you know, right. like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, even Tom Brady has, like, a 2.3 second they release. Run through, they they, they run know, through their progressions. Right. I mean, they've been doing it for a while now. I don't know how many years Mahomes has been in the league now. But 
you know, Tom Brady's 20 years. Mahomes is, I think he's under 10 years still. I think he's like six. But still, they've run through their yeah, progression. Right. So And Goff doesn't. It's, he's stubborn. He's like, I'm only throwing to this person. I'm never going to look at anyone else. Well, if you looked at everyone else, you'd see they're wide open. Yeah, I mean, there are times, you know, where like good Q, like the good QBs do tend to miss a wide open receiver because they because once not they go as often, though. not as often as you know most, but they but yeah. they go through progressions and they get open after they've already checked them yeah. or something like that or right. something along those lines. But with the Lions here, I'm like I'm still they're technically still in the hunt. I mean, they're on I'm, all the graphics on on TV. Yeah, now, no, and the Packers nuts. aren't, which makes yeah, me happy. Yeah, I w- but uh, yeah, it's a little odd. I mean, NFC is just so bad at four and seven. Right, is technically in the hunt. Well, still. the the person they the team they have to catch is Washington. And right? wa- I think Washington still has to play. I think the Giants twice, maybe, and Dallas. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that's the team they have to catch, they've got a good chance. You know, I they, they can run it. I mean, I could they could run the table potentially. I'm but, not but, saying they couldn't. Like I said, they had a much higher chance if they beat the Bills. Right. Because that confidence would have driven them. If they would have won, we'd be in a, a whole nother ball game. But now you go against the Jags on Sunday, which is every game's a must win now. Yes. Yeah. Every every game's they have to win out, which is tough. I don't see them winning out. You know, they still gotta play the Jets, and if the Jets play the way they played against the Bears. You know, to be fair, it was the Bears, and I don't think they're that good. But I don't know if I can sit here and tell you that the Lions are a better team than the Jets at this time. And I think they're playing in New Jersey, right? <clears throat> Correct. Yep. Yeah, because the, the Jets are playing New Jersey, not New York. Well, they also have to beat the Packers at Lambeau. Yeah, last game of the year. That's probably what it'll come game. down to, to watch. Right. You know, come down to that. Aaron Rodgers leads a last-minute heroic drive to drive a dagger through the hearts, but... It starts with the Jags, one game at a time. It, you know, it starts this weekend, you know, at home against Jacksonville. They've got to win that game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I could see them 100% winning, but Jacksonville is coming in off of a huge momentum win mm-hmm. over the Ravens. It was a comeback win. They were uh, down 19-10. to 10. You know, same old story with the Ravens being up with a lead in the fourth quarter <laughs> and then blowing it, you know. So well, Jer- and we were saying, too. And Travis Etienne was hurt in the first quarter. And we were saying, too, that the Ravens and Tucker went for a last-minute. How, how far was the field I goal? I believe it was 66 or 67 yards. Right. And you want to know why he wasn't able to make it? It wasn't against Detroit. Because it wasn't against Detroit. But he was honestly close. He was really close. But he, it wasn't he, against Detroit. It was, it was like, if he had, honestly, it was a 65-yarder, he had it. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. If, if it was against the Lions, God would have blown a gust of wind that would have blown it just that <laughs> extra, you know. Some wind inside of the uh, Ford Field. Exactly. Inside of the dome. Inside <laughs> Ford Field. They're, they're just, all of a sudden, be a draft coming in from one of the radiators or something. Push that ball over the field goal, and it would be good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Lions are cursed, man cursed uh, and then the other thanksgiving day game uh dallas and giants dallas ended up winning 28 to 20 don't let the score fool you the giants scored a touchdown with five seconds left in the fourth quarter to make it look a little bit closer than it actually was uh you know dallas is no they look good they look okay nothing yeah you know it's dallas but i don't know i thought they looked da- pretty good <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I flipped to that game, and I was like, holy crap. They look good, but, you know, Dak got lucky with his two interceptions that really didn't turn into anything. Right. You know, turnovers normally kill people. You know, as I told you, I said the Eagles' turnovers will kill them. You know, that that's how they lost their first game, or this only game, was turnovers, mm-hmm. essentially, and then some other play calls that were questionable. But Dallas is now 8-3. and three. The Giants are 7-4. and four. Uh, what is Commanders right now? Are they six and seven and uh, five? Are they? Yeah. Okay. Or seven and four, maybe seven and five or seven and four. No, something sure. like that. Yeah. That division, either teams in the playoffs currently. Yeah. Um, and then the other Thanksgiving Day game, Patriots and Vikings, a controversial call in the third quarter with Derrick Henry diving across the end zone with the ball, with ball going over the end zone, and his hand hit the ground with the ball and the ball moved just a little bit and they called it incomplete and no touchdown. Uh, but the rule states that the ball can move when your hand touches the ground and it's still a touchdown. But the official said 
No, we're going to use the old rules and not call a touchdown. So, ironically, the Patriots got screwed for once. I know a lot of people were probably happy about that, but it was against the Vikings. Yeah. We let Kirk Cousins win on primetime, guys. Come on, what are we doing? What are we doing here? I can't believe Kirk Cousins won on primetime on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, I I just hate when they go back against their own rules that they make. Like yeah. they, they make the rules for a reason. They because, change because teams get, you know, shafted for no reason. And it's like, boom, you do it again. Like, because you revert it to the old rules. Like the rule is there for a reason. And it's, I don't know. I'm not surprised. I can't say I'm surprised. Officiating's always been bad in the NFL and it always will be bad. And it's always funny when everyone can complain about it because it's universally bad. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the stat wise though, I mean, Mac Jones had 382 yards passing. Yeah, which is very uncommon for him. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think any receiver had over 100. Yeah. So he was spreading the ball around. Yeah. No running game, though. Yeah, the running game was non-existent. Uh, Kirk Cousins had 300 yards. One in, one interception? Yeah. And yeah. then Jefferson had 139 of those yards. Yeah. Jo- Justin Jefferson's insane, man. Any team in the league would kill for him. Like, he's so good. Yeah, he's a, definitely a top five in the league. Yeah. 100% with that. So, but <coughs> elsewhere, uh, you know what game really caught my eyes this week was uh, Bengals and, t- and Titans. I do agree. I did see the end of that. Close close game. Bengals uh, sneak away a win. Without Mixon and Chase. Yeah. Bengals are now 7-4, and four and, and we had commented on their early season woes and, and worried about them, right? They're the Super Bowl contender, the Super Bowl team that bounced back. Yeah. Yeah, the Rams, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I, they might be letting Stafford stay down the rest of the year. Yeah, they should. I think they are. But the Bengals, you know, they got the upper hand. They end up beating the Titans. And Joe Burrow only threw for one touchdown. And, uh, man, I can't believe that they were able to win this game. Cannot believe it. T. Higgins stepped in with seven receptions and over 100 yards had the lone receiving touchdown. And the Titans, you know, this was a, a defensive duel I saw more more, more so than not. Do you see the uh, touchdown Tennessee got? Uh, which one? When they, threw it, when they threw it to Henry and he ran down the field for like 70 yards and then the guy in Cincy punched it out and Traylon Burks oh, recovered right in the end zone. Yeah. One of the wackiest touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously – if it would have gone the other way, though, like if he would have punched it out and it would have rolled out the back of the end zone. Touchback. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, though, it's, you know, wacky touchdowns like that. They were just like, huh, that's pretty funny. But the Bengals did end up stopping Derrick Henry for the most part. I mean, yeah. he had those three catches for 80 yards, you know. But, you know, when you get Derrick Henry out in space, it's just going to be harder than he is coming from the backfield. Well, I mean, like stopping his, his rush, his like, explosion off the line is impressive. Like keeping him under 40 yards. He only averaged two yards a carry. You know, so you know when he when when Derrick Henry's not doing well, I I would say over half the time Tennessee is gonna struggle. Oh yeah, if you can't get Derrick Henry going and moving the chains, like if you're going three and out with Derrick Henry carrying the ball, then you're just not gonna have the same kind of rhythm that your offense usually has if you're Tennessee. So you're gonna end up punting away most of your possessions, and that's exactly what happened because they couldn't. They you know there are a lot of three and outs because they'd hand it to Henry. They were like, okay, this time's the time he'll – nope, this time, you know, so – and he was never able to, to get the rhythm going that game, so. And Ryan Tannehill, obviously, you know, when, when he results to, to throwing the ball more, you know, the offense is not used to that kind of, you know, changeup. Yeah. Because they're used to <laughs> Derrick Henry go fast. Yeah, you know, Derrick Henry their, go vroom. <laughs> that's, their, that's their offensive strategy. So, um, anyway, they lose 20-16 to 16 to the Bengals, and – Bengals are right there in the thick of things. Like I think they're tied for first now with the Ravens, but Ravens have the tiebreaker due to the win over them. Indeed. They're both 7-4. and four. No pressure from behind because the, the Browns and Steelers are not going to catch them. So it's just those two to, to duke it out. To... Now they're going to run the table too. Don't worry. We're going to have a crazy AFC finale. Mm, I hope so. I think the Bengals uh, would make a – if they don't catch the Ravens, I think they would probably make a wild card, right? Yeah. Depending. Yeah, I think so. I think right now the whole division with the Dolphins. Is, yeah, yeah. Besides, is, besides technically, I think Patriots since they lost yeah, right now. Yeah, they're 6-5 now. Yeah. But the Jets are 7-4, and four, Bills 8-3, and three, Dolphins also 8-3, and three, but they have the tiebreaker over the Bills because of that last-minute win against the Bills. Yeah. 
Um, so speaking of the Dolphins, actually, they they beat the Texans thirty to fifteen. Yeah, wasn't even uh, a contest. Raheem, Did you watch this game? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Nope. Ra- I know Raheem Mostert was out, so Jeff Wilson got the start. Um, <coughs> but yeah, this game was just sort of just like, all right, uh, Miami's up thirty to zero in the second quarter, and then they just sort of quit playing in the second half. Well, they didn't they put in a bunch of like second strings. Probably. Yeah. I I didn't watch the game. I'll be honest because I was like, is this gonna be, this won't this is nothing. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it wasn't close. It, the score makes it seem like maybe oh. there was a story to be told, but not really. No, the Houston did not use Mills this week. They did use Kyle Allen at quarterback. Yep. No difference. He threw two interceptions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Texans are obviously gonna. I think they're gonna. I think they just solidified number one pick in the draft this year. Dolphins just did what they had to do to to stay in the hunt. They're still. You know, I think the Dolphins. I think. So many people talked about the, the Tua incident, right, where, he, like, his concussion. So much attention on the Dolphins because of that. And then when he when he came back, kind of like the national media forgot about the Dolphins. You ever hear anyone talking about the Dolphins anymore? I don't. And they're still, you know, they still have a good chance to make some noise in the postseason. You know, they're leading their division. I mean, let's put it this way. The last two weeks, the Dolphins played the Browns and Texans, and they stomped both of them, essentially. So right. there's not really much to talk about. <laughs> I mean, they, they did what they were supposed to do, but they're still leading their division. They'll uh, be talking about them this weekend. You know, and people are still talking about the Bucks and they're leading their division just because they're the best of the worst. Well, because they have Tom Brady. Yeah, so. I know. Um, <laughs> Miami will be talked about this weekend, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they, they play the Niners. Niners? It's going to be a big game. It's a big game for the, bigger game for the Niners than it is for the Dolphins. Mm, unless, uh, you know, if Miami loses, Bills win, they take first. Yeah, but I guess. That's true. That is true. But who do the Bills play? I couldn't tell you. Oh, Patriots Thursday. Oh, is it Thursday night? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Remember last time they played primetime? It was windy, so they couldn't throw the ball, so the Patriots just ran Patriots the ball just down kept the running. Throw. They just kept running. <laughs> Mac Jones, Jones had two passes. Yeah, two passes. <laughs> they ended up beating him, and then everyone was like, whoa, Bill Belichick found out how to do it. And he's like, dude, I just handed the ball off. Yeah, literally, <laughs> Mac Jones was just like, dude, I, I don't even know what I'm doing here. So, yeah. Crazy game. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, that'll be a good Thursday. Something like that. That'll be a good Thursday night game. I, I would think so. We don't get a lot of good Thursday night games these days, so no, we'll cherish I mean, them. It'll, so it'll probably end up being exactly that, like a big snowstorm will hit, and it'll be like, <laughs> what am I watching? I can't even see the field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that, though. Um, yeah, that division's so tight, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, Dolphins don't really have anything crazy stat-wise. I mean – Tua had 300 yards. That's passing. a big game for the Patriots too. Yes, it is. Like that's that's a massive, massive game because like to stay in the hunt, they have to win this game. For both teams, it's actually massive, <laughs> right? Because the Bills need to need to take the the lead of the division, and the Patriots are desperately trying to stay in the playoff hunt. So, so here let's put it this way: the Bills will be first place, like the first seed in the AFC by Sunday evening, if the Bills beat the Patriots, Niners beat the Dolphins, and Bengals beat the Chiefs. Wow. And Bills would be in first place in the AFC because okay. they have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. Okay. That makes sense. So that so those three games are huge this weekend because if all those happen, the Bills will go from, like, whatever they are right now all the way up to first. Isn't it exciting to get to the time of year where things matter so much? Where people are on, like, the playoff predictor and they're just like, the Lions can still make the playoffs of this, 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 this. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, Yeah, it's always oh, a much longer list for the Lions, unfortunately. <laughs> You're like, you're like, why? Who had time to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Ironically, I'm on Twitter and it says, remember when the Patriots ran the ball 32 straight times of week 13 and beat the Bills? <laughs> 32 straight times. Like, you know they're going to run it. And you still can't stop them. Who was the running back that game? It might have been Ramaz Stevenson and Damian Harris. Oh, boy. And they still have them. Well, at least they know the winning formula if there's a little bit of wind. <laughs> run. Run, Forrest. But uh, yeah, that's how far that I mean that the AFC is how close wise at the top. Yeah, because you know AFC is definitely the way better of the divisions. Yeah, compared to the NFC. Yeah, because you got division leaders in the NFC that are just terrible, terrible. Watch the Bucks win the Super Bowl. I told you before the year. I it, told you. Watch, watch it happen. The worst number one seed in history. I told you, watch, they'll upset the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. 
go to the Super Bowl and just stomp Mahomes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. That's assuming that they make it, that Mahomes makes it to the Super Bowl. They're, they're favorites right now. 100% favorites. You think so? Oh, yeah. I do, too. <laughs> With the way they're playing? Yeah. Mahomes is... You know Mahomes is 25-0 and 0 in November and December? He's never lost. Really? Yep. Never lost in November. Never, has he ever played the Lions in November and December? I think it was September when they played him and almost beat him. Mm. I'm just saying, Lions might be able to beat him. Yeah, Lions make playoffs and go to the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. 31 27 or something. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll be right back here on Rev Zone Rewind here on 88.3 FM, WXV. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Red Zone Rewind here on 88.3 FM, WXOU. Ben Trader alongside Austin Ragsdale talking NFL with you. So uh, we left off talking about some close games. Now we're going to talk about another that put the Commanders into the playoffs. Seven and five for the Commies. Beat the Falcons who are off five and seven. Commies won 19 to 13. And from that note, the Falcons, Marcus Mariota, threw an end zone pick to end the game to lose to the Commanders. Yeah, and if, if they... If they score, they won. Yeah, if they score, the whole playoff picture looks different right now in the NFC. <laughs> so, Quite literally. Yeah. And I, the Falcons might be in first. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, they would be. They, they would, would be. be. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so that's how the NFC is so bad. The oh, NFC is just... is legendarily bad. Could you have guessed this to start the season? Could you have guessed that the Rams were going to be the absolute worst team? Could you have guessed that the Falcons would have a chance at the playoffs? Could you have guessed the Washington Commanders would be in the playoffs at this point with Taylor Heineke lighting the charge? I, I don't think so. Could you have guessed the Jets would have done good? Could you have guessed guess the Giants, would, the be Giants good. would be good? Do you guess the Lions would still have a shot this late in the season, albeit a very small <laughs> shot? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed they had a shot three weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're telling me. Season. I'm like, what? But, yeah, so Commies pull out with a win over the Falcons. 19-13 playoffs now. Hopefully they go on a losing streak. Um, yeah. Hopefully everyone besides the Lions goes on a losing streak. Then we got to talk about the Broncos, you know, our daily Broncos rewind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost – 23-10 to, to the Carolina Panthers. Welcome back to Broncos Rewind. <laughs> yeah, Broncos with a loss, 23-10. To, to, um, to who? Panthers. Who? Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the offensive linemen did get in Russell Wilson's face, and Nathaniel Hackett ignored the whole situation. Rumor has it they are speculating to fire Nathaniel Hackett, and there are people saying, supposedly, that Russell Wilson, when he's calling audibles, he's calling audibles from when he was on the Seahawks. So he's using the wrong terminology, and nobody knows what he's talking about. Seriously, that is a that is a uh, speculation has been swirling around from one of the, uh, I believe, former linemen. Um, well, I'm not surprised that Hackett's going to get fired. If he does, it's rumored. It's not official. He can't hack it. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, Broncos are one in one win of their last eight games. Uh, yeah, they're uh, they're not too hot. Um, I think they, it's. They look terrible. I mean, they got, like, they looked vastly inferior to Sam Darnold. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's a, a break-in year, you know, as you were speculating earlier this year. You can't get absolutely outclassed by the Carolina Panthers. Not this <laughs> Carolina Panthers. It's not 2016. They had three different quarterbacks start. Yeah. It's uh, dire times for the Broncos because – they just lost twenty three to ten to Sam Darnold. Uh, so I can't help but laugh. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, they right. they also only scored ten points against them, right? They didn't ride. Yeah, and they cut Melvin Gordon. Yeah, they. Cut- <laughs> he signed him. I think he signed to the practice squad of the Chiefs. Yep. Funny. Yeah. Good times. They. So, uh, he. You know, he has stayed in the that same division his whole career because he started on the Chargers, then he went to the Broncos, and now he's on the Chiefs. Really. Next is the Raiders, obviously. So, yeah, yeah, might as well. Austin Eckler took his spot. Yeah, but yeah, so that that was the most lack one of the most lackluster games. I mean, I'd say the other most lackluster game was the Niners game, and they won thirteen to zero over the Saints. 
that was pretty boring. I'll be honest. Yeah, thirteen to zero over the Saints. Just, just yeah. sort of just like ah, forty nineers. We won. Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, forty nineers are like we'll take it, but well, uh, they'll definitely take it because Seattle lost. Yeah, and uh, this game, but you know, it was probably one of the worst modern NFL games. You know, people are like, oh yeah, that game happened this week, right? But if you go and you you watch it, like you watch the highlight, the highlights are like less than a minute because that's all there is. There's nothing that happened that. It was seriously one of the most boring games I have ever, ever witnessed. That I've ever gone back and researched and looked at. I was like, what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. That is the answer. <laughs> 13 to 0. Congratulations, 49ers. You're closer to a playoff pick. Your defense is good. The Saints' defense looked pretty good, too. But Alvin Kamara, non existent. Yep. Eli Mitchell re injured his knee, though. He is going to be out again six to eight weeks in the MCL spring. Yep. That is injury he just came back from. Yep. And I don't think they can put him on IR again because that will be the second time. That would mean he's done for the season. So he's going to take up a roster spot. Brutal. And they and they traded Jeff Wilson, right? Right. Yeah, to Miami. So who's your backup besides that? Now you have Chris McCaffrey by himself and you're trying to split the load. Right, and and we are talking about how they don't the the weird way that they use McCaffrey, right? Is that a lot of times they, they use him a lot more in the second half, but don't use him like at all in the first half, or vice versa. Or, yeah, or vice versa. So you're almost like splitting time. I now you have McCaffrey, and you know maybe he goes on on fire now. Like maybe he he starts running it up, and and he can actually lead the the run game for the Niners. But maybe they're gonna see Debo back there, Morio. Debo back at water uh, water receiver RB combo. Yeah, like he is a little bit, but not much since the trade. But maybe they're gonna have to bring him back there now because I don't know who their next back is. To be honest, I don't either. They, they might. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. I honestly don't know what they're gonna do. So they're gonna have to rely on McCaffrey a lot more. Maybe, like you said, bring Debo back. But I think that their only answer is to re- rely heavily on receiving. Yeah, I believe. I, I mean, I agree with that. But the other thing is, though, is I think they were doing that with McCaffrey for the sole purpose of his injury career, injury like proneness right. in a sense that they were like, "All right, let's keep him like fresh enough. Like, we'll give him some plays. We'll keep him fresh, and by the time playoffs comes around, maybe we'll use him more. Right? Because well, it's do or die time. Yeah. And so, I'm, but now they're gonna, and now they're in a situation where they have to decide what they're gonna do with the running back position. Right. Maybe there's a free agent on the couch. They're just like, they'll call him up and be like, "Hey, Reggie Bush, you want to play?" You know. <laughs> He'll be, he'll be sitting in the in the LA, LA Coliseum eating his Wendy's, and he'll be like, oh, uh, yeah, 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 I'll come back. I don't know, something crazy. but yeah. Other, Otherwise, they're going to rely on Ayuk, Jennings, Kittle, and Samuel and be like, hey, we're throwing the ball for the rest of the year, guys. And Ray McLeod. Not even dressing any running backs. It's all up to you guys. Oh, yeah, McLeod, too. Yeah, but uh, that game is snooze fest, but that is the news out of that game. Yep. Uh, another game that was just sort of just like that was a game, the Rams Staffordless, Allen Robinsonless, and Cooper Cupless. So the Chiefs were like, "Oh, we're the Chiefs B squad." Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the Chiefs played the Rams B squad. Um, yep. And they won twenty six to ten. They didn't like play anything crazy. Aaron Donald did get injured as well. He rolled yeah. his ankle. The Rams should just shut it down. Yeah, Rams. Sha- Sean McVay got yeah. elbowed in. The, I'm not elbowed. Yeah, I saw. Shouldered in the got, face. He yeah. got. Pre-game concussion, I don't know. The whole Rams just need to go. They need to go back to St. Louis now. They're back yeah. to the St. Louis Rams. They, they won their bowl. They won their bowl. Just close up shop. Hangover. Fold. The hangover hit hard for them. Yeah. GG's. You know, just close up shop, you know. I, I think they're shutting down Stafford, like I said earlier in the show. Yeah, I, I think I that's a good idea. With Why bring him back? Yeah, there's no point. The, she, the season's so, a shot. Well, my him. question is now, you know, we, we I talked a lot about how the Bucks created a team to have one or two years of competitiveness, got the Super Bowl that they wanted out of it, got a couple of years of a contention that they were not expecting. Now they're terrible, right? The Rams won their Super Bowl. They made the big trades for Odell. They brought in Stafford. They had this juggernaut of a team. They go up, they win the Super Bowl. Mission accomplished. Well, the window shut a lot harder than it did for the Bucks. The year after winning the Super Bowl. So my question is, what do you do? 
do you try, do, do you shut down Stafford and then be next year? Okay. Or we, we're good. We're still fine next year without injuries. We'll be okay. Or is this something bigger? Is there, you know, is it the same kind of circumstances where you don't think that, that I think their Super Bowl windows closed contention window. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're a playoff team moving forward, but what do you think? You think this is a team that after, you know, this year can I'll be regather honest. themselves? I'll be honest. If I was Stafford, I'd consider retirement. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. You've had so many injuries in your career, and you have how you have what three children at home. You know what I'd consider coming back to Detroit. Coming back to Detroit. No. You have your Super Bowl. You went out. You won. You proved you're one of the best quarterbacks of all time. There's only one thing left to do. It's win a Super Bowl with Detroit. He won't do it. Why not? We're cursed. Might as well. We're cursed. Might as well give it a try. He did. If, if we he did for how many seasons? I know, but now <laughs> now he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. It means everything. He went out and he proved that he can be a Super Bowl winning on a know, good team. What? That's what I'm saying. What if the they this rebuild? Right? Who they wants to come year? to Detroit? I don't. Lamar Jackson. Exactly. He just how many leads has he blown this year? Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> Like I like Lamar, if, don't if, get me wrong, but I if he comes here, I don't think we're winning a bowl. If Matt, Sta- <laughs> no, for sure. But if Matt Stafford, if he came back, we're not winning he, a if bowl. If he came back and the team around him was vastly improved, there was a great defense. If there's weapons on at wide receiving, if there's everything they needed, you know, if, if they convinced Calvin Johnson to come back out of retirement too, never. No, but for real, we're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get Barry Sanders back. Why too. not? Right, bring them all back. Bring Reggie Bush back. He, he played for us too for a couple of years or one year. So I'm just saying, yeah, bring Sue back too. Might as well. We'll take him we'll back. We get Brandon Pettigrew out of jail from his DUI. Bring him back. Call up Kenny Galladay. Hey, you had Who? two catches against the Lions. <laughs> Come back. You we doubled need... your catches all year against Detroit with two. I'm just saying. Oh lord. I am just saying. I genuinely think why not? If things the Rams, if they're not going to be any better than Detroit moving forward, why not? Because obviously Stafford's much better than Goff. He is definitely better than Goff. So I I think that is something that is at least on the table for consideration moving forward. Not this year, maybe not even next year or the year after. Stafford should just retire. Just retire. You know, if but if he want, if he doesn't want to retire, if he wants to keep playing, why not do it with Detroit? He's got his bowl. Yeah. He's got his Little Caesars endorsement. Why not? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. It's just a waste. Don't you want a young quarterback? Don't you want to build around a young quarterback? I, yeah, I'm not CJ Stroud. To, have, no, <laughs> don't even get me started. We'll talk. I talk about it in a minute. Uh, Let me get past this. Uh, so yeah, we talked a little bit earlier. Ravens blowing their lead to the Jaguars and losing 28-27 in a nail biter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, without Travis Etienne knocked out in the first quarter with a foot injury, he is saying he should be good to go against Detroit, which is very scary considering Detroit's run defense has been a little spotty throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the the Ravens f- dropped the bag. They just fumbled it again. I don't, I don't, th- that's their biggest flaw. They're, they just keep blowing leads. Yeah, and – Like, their offense isn't playing, like, you know, terrible. Their turnovers are killing them. Don't get me wrong with that part. But their how, defense cannot be blowing leads like this. They're all by double digits. However, this is their first loss in five games, isn't it? Weren't they on a four-game winning streak? Honestly, couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure they're on a four-game winning streak. I'm normally so, the stats guy with that stuff, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be too hard on them because they blow leads and they lose when they lose, right? You know, they when they lose, they blow leads, I guess I should say. But they did just win like four games, three or four games straight. So I'm not going to be super hard on them. And also Trevor Lawrence, again, you know, just decided. He shows these flashes, man. And against a, a really good team like the Ravens, Trevor Lawrence looked really good, like really good. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it all year. They like the, besides one game, I think they've all been one score games. Right. I think the only game they had double digit loss was to the Chiefs. And it was like twenty seven seven. And that's the Chiefs, who are the best team in the league. Yes. You know, th- there's some growing pains still, but Trevor Lawrence, three hundred twenty one yards, twenty nine for thirty seven, three t- touchdowns. Kid's legit. Kid is legit, man. That's a really good defense that he just ran it up against. So, is it a good defense? I think it's a pretty good defense. And they're average. Average at best. Well, they're a playoff contending team, for sure. Yes. And from top to bottom, the Jaguars match them. 
and snuck away with a win. Barely. And I will tell you one thing. When Justin Tucker lined up for the field goal, I knew he wasn't going to make it. I didn't even feel nervous for the Jaguars. And it's exactly what we said earlier. I, it wasn't against Detroit, so there was no way he was making that long of a field goal. Well, I mean, when the Jaguars mascot is wearing a American flag <laughs> speedo, it's very hard to yeah. get field goals. I think that's what that's why. That it was is. the highlight. They're one and zero since Jaguars mascot has a speedo. <laughs> yep, <laughs> they should keep him like that. What did they, uh, they say on the broadcast? Is like a shaved cat. Something. It, it was nasty. Yeah. I'm gonna be be real. Even my cousin texted me. He's like, "Do you see the Jaguars mascot?" I was like, "Yeah, that thing's scary, bro." I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, uh, we're going to the next close game. Uh, Chargers Cardinals. Uh, Chargers knocking down the Cardinals 25 24. And Kyler Murray played this week and had DeAndre Hopkins there and, and Hollywood Brown, but he did not have Dorch or um Rondell Moore, but he did have Hollywood Brown back. So, uh, he lost Cod's out. So, yeah, of course, of course, he was gonna lose. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Chargers win on that two point. Conversion, I believe it was. Right. And right. That's crazy. It. That was like one of three games that was won by a two point conversion. Yeah. Last play of the game being a two point con- conversion. Yeah. Insane. But well, why not run the table? I mean, right. Like if you're the Chargers, you're like, well, might as well just go for the win. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Justin Herbert looked pretty clean 274, three TDs, no interceptions. Yeah. The yeah. running game was really lacking for him this week, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Eckler's been very inconsistent. So yeah. I, I don't I don't really trust their running game anymore. But yeah, I mean Herbert looked good and, and they squeak away with a one point lead thanks to that two point conversion. Yeah. That was that game. Uh I mean I really don't have much to say. Chargers are six and five. They're still in the hunt. Um I don't think they're in a spot yet with the AFC with how strong it is. Yeah. Uh but the next game uh was Seattle losing to the Raiders right. in overtime. A stunner. Real stunner for sure, but can you read the stat line of Josh Jacobs for me? Yeah. 33 carries, 229 yards for a 6.9, nice, average. And how many receptions? And two touchdowns. And six receptions for 74 yards, average of 12.3. How many all-purpose yards does that come out to be? Like 300-something? I wasn't ever very good at math, but a lot. (laughs) 300 all-purpose yards from Josh Jacobs. uh, Are you kidding me? Playing with a calf injury. Are you kidding me? Playing with a calf injury insane absolutely insane and Derek Carr throwing for 300 yards three touchdowns two interceptions but other than that I mean against a decent Seattle team who's right. been sort of shocking only but that's just Seattle's two-game losing streak though. and Geno Smith didn't necessarily play bad this game either no you know, so, I actually saw some Seahawks fans that were like see this is why we need a new quarterback and it's like dude like he's been great all year no Geno you know? like Geno played well he, he played better than Carr right 330 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Just the defense. And run game. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Josh Jacobs won the game with the 80-yard carry in overtime. Right. That's what it was. Right. So, I mean, to be fair, you know, Vegas is 4-7 and now. I don't – that's probably not even close to the hunt, to be fair. Still, still, they're they're not, you know. They're they're causing havoc to other teams now. Yeah, because that's a stunner for Seattle. And that's two-game losing streak for them now, coming off the bye and losing in Germany the week before the bye. Uh, so San Francisco takes first in that division currently, I believe now. I think a lot of people look at those teams that are outside the playoffs. You know, and I think a lot of teams did it to the Lions last year at the end of the season when the Lions kind of got hot at the end of the season. Whereas it's like, oh, we don't really have to take these guys too seriously, but they're still, a, you know, a good team. Like on the, at their core, the Raiders are still a team that at the seasons, they were playoff favorites, right? They, they were, people were like, they're going to the Super Bowl this year. Obviously, things didn't work out quite that way, you know, and, and, and the Carr-Adams, you know, connection hasn't been what fans had hoped that it would be. At the same time, they're still a really good football team, and sleeping on them is dangerous. So the Seahawks found that out the hard way. Exactly. And then the uh, weird finish, Monday night game, uh, Steelers winning 24-17 to over the Colts, but Jeff Saturday not calling timeouts in clock management situations was very odd. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. So much for their undefeated streak. I mean, they lost to the Eagles, too. Yeah. So they're 1-2 and two Yeah. since Jeff Saturday took over. Uh, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, 86 yards, touchdown. Not too bad. Najee Harris did get knocked out of the game after he scored a touchdown yep. early. I don't Pickett remember. Pickett didn't look phenomenal. He looked okay. But yeah. so many of his throws, man, 
so many of his throws that have potential to like be like 15, 20 yard gains, right? He either throws it behind them or throws it way too low. So it puts them in a compromising position and they can't get as many yards as they could. There's no run after catch, nothing. You have to dive for every throw that he throws. Yeah, so a little bit of an odd Monday night game. I mean, I turned it off at halftime, I'll be real with you. I was like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Yeah, my uh, best friend's a Steelers fan, so uh, he was he was like, yeah, Steelers won. And I was like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Because, you know, they're, they're, neither of those teams are sort of relevant. Yeah. I mean, I, technically the Colts are – if, I think they would have won that. It'd be more relevant, but they didn't. So now, I think they're they're done now. No, yeah, I don't know. But then uh, your boys took down the team that I hate. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers did get hurt with a yeah. rib or oblique injury. Yeah. Um. Oblique. He hit, but Aaron Rodgers did say he's going to play next week. Uh, Which I really not. hope he does for the sole yeah, purpose that he's terrible. <laughs> no, because he's playing the Bears. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Because so I, I need him to say I own you to the Bears again. I okay. One more time. That's fair. <laughs> At the same time, though, Rodgers, when he was in the game, 11 for 16, 140, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, but the crazy part was the Eagles were up 13-0, and the Packers were up 14-13 to all of a sudden. That, that whole first quarter was insane. And yep. Jalen Hurts did break the record for, uh, I think, uh, rushing yards by a quarterback. In one quarter, was it? One quarter. I think it was 100 yards, wasn't it? Yeah. In one quarter. And then yeah. I think and he then finished the game. Passing, like, like, yeah, and I think he finished the game with what, like 170 something yards rushing. Yeah, like 160. Yeah. Yeah, he passed. I think Michael Vick's record. Yeah. Pretty yeah, impressive. Hurts had a great game. Like, Eagles still though. The final score is 40 to 33. But I will say, Ben, keep Jordan Love in the back of your head. Yo, yeah. When he came into the game, he looked he was solid. I got but, scared. So, <laughs> so Rogers. That's what I was gonna say. Is Rogers was 11 for 16, 140. You know, you know, it's pretty much like that for what his whole first half, right? There's at that end of the first half, two interceptions too. And when Rodgers throws two interceptions in one half, apparently they like never win. But Jordan Love came into this game, was six for nine, nice, 113 yards, one touchdown. Yeah. Almost matched his total in half the throws. Yeah, he caught Christian Watson on a, uh, on a slant or middle route for like a 60-something yard touchdown. Exactly what happened when Rodgers came into the league to replace Favre. Uh, yeah, Brett Favre. Yeah, uh, and... Drew Blank. You know, exactly what happened when when Favre was there and Rodgers came into the league. Same exact situation, you know. And Rodgers was you know, very upset when they took love. You know, he, he was not expecting them to take a, a quarterback. Yeah. But now the same thing's happening that, you know, Rodgers went through on the other side. And I think exactly what happened with Tom Brady. It's playing out to the way that I know that Rodgers will retire, come out of retirement with someone like maybe the Raiders. Again, I honestly could see him going to Vegas, you know, and coming back with the Raiders. He's a weird dude, and I could definitely see him fitting in in Vegas. Yeah, so uh, with the Eagles, though, they did lose a huge blow to their secondary. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is out indefinitely with a lacerated kidney, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. He got injured pretty badly in the game against Green Bay. Uh, but it was Lindvall Lin Joseph <coughs> and Adama Kinsu's first game for the Eagles over the weekend. They looked they looked pretty good. Not too bad. Sue looks like he still has it a little bit. I mean, he is a little bit older. Don't get me yep. wrong, but he looked pretty good. Yeah. And Joseph didn't look too bad. They fit in pretty well with the Eagles. You know, they're, they're I think they're going to be you know. Good and I think they them. get Jordan Davis back soon off IR from his ankle. That'll oh, be yeah. a huge boost. Yeah. But the secondary is a little banged up now. He's such a good rookie. I love watching him. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. But how do you think the so? This far into the season, 10-1, and one, they look like the best team in the league. They have sole possession of first place, right? So, what do you think? What are your Super Bowl odds for them? Like the NFC and how it looks like? I mean, if they have home field throughout the playoffs, it's very hard to play the link. So, I'm not saying – like I say they have a good shot of making the bowl, but there is a chance, you know, if they somehow watch the Commander's film – and how they beat them, maybe somehow someone can implore that into their right. offense, and maybe they yeah. lose. But, you know, sometimes you have the best teams fall. Like last year, the Bengals were a wild card and ran it all the way to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They've upset the Titans and Chiefs, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, anything's possible. Anything. Yeah. Any given Sunday. Well, on to our picks. Yeah. Uh, ben destroyed me last week. Let's go. He went 12-4, and four, went 9-7. and seven. 
That's a W. He gets a dubski. Finally. It's my second win. Yeah. I'm so good. I got smacked around really bad. Yeah. Ben was like, I'm sick. I'm picking all the right picks. Yeah. You go get turkey. I'm like, yeah. okay. Sounds good. Honestly. All right. So, week 13, we got our Thursday night game, Bills and Patriots. Patriots are home if that and makes Bills. a difference. I'm going Bills as well. It's uh, a good J- game, though. Jags, Lions. Jags, Lions, Lions. I'm going Lions as well. I will be at that game. Uh, Titans, Eagles should be a great game. Titans. What? Oh, God. I'm going Titans, Eagles. Eagles? Yep, I'm going Eagles. Yeah, I got to say Eagles, too. I'm, I'm not betting against them at this at this phase. Uh, Steelers, Falcons, best game of the week. Oh, boy. Uh, Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to... Got to go with my boy, Mariota. I'm going to go Steelers. I feel that. I got to gamble. Uh, Packers, Bears. I'm going Packers. Packers. He owns. Are you sure? Well, if so if Rodgers plays Packers, if Rodgers does not play. You think Jordan Love? Actually, yeah. I'm just going Packers regardless. Yeah, and I and know. Plus, Justin I know Fields the, might not even play, to be fair. And I know the rule, but I just want to try to win. No, I mean, if you want to bend it, I mean, I will. No, no, I'm saying Packers. Okay. But, but my rule is I always go against Packers. All right. America's Game of the Week, Jets, Vikings. Uh, I'm going Vikes. I'm going to say Jets because I really want the Vikings to lose. I do too. Is there any chance the Lions can – no, I think that's the thing. If the Vikings win, then they clinch their playoff. Their their division. Yeah. Commanders, Giants. Uh, I'm going Giants. Yeah, Giants. Commanders have have beat up on some lesser teams. but Broncos, Ravens. Ravens. (laughs) Going Ravens. It's a, it's a nail-biter. It's a close one, but... Browns, Texans. Uh, I'm going Browns. Texans. I will bet against the Browns for this game just because Deshaun Watson's playing. Understandable. Don't care if I lose. Seahawks, Rams. Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks as well. If it was last year, I'd say Rams. Dolphins, Niners. I'm going Niners. It's a really... This is a really important game. Like, it's really important for both teams. I'm going Niners. Um, I'm going to say Dolphins. It's really important for the Dolphins to hang on to first place here, so I gotta go with them. Chiefs, Bengals. I'm going Bengals. Going with the upset. Oh man. Bengals are home. Oh, that's such a good game too. That's a really good game to watch. That's a four thirty start. Yes, and I think last year when that game happened, Jamar Chase had like two hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns. They're not gonna have Jamar Chase though, are they? They might. He's off IR. They he just, is? They, yeah, he just didn't play last week because they had to activate him. And Joe Mixon could be back. Too. I'm going to say Chiefs regardless. Understandable. I don't blame you. To be fair, I just think I hope that I, I want the Bengals to win, but I, I, I just I know I'm a stat guy, and I usually go with the stats. But I know Mahomes 25. And you, record. you love the Bengals though. You got a soft spot for the Bengals. The Bengals, bro. Those the white jerseys. Joe Burrow fan. Don't oh you, I, yeah, dude, me too. Joe that's Burrow, why I, Jamar Chase. That, I that whole team. For. That whole team, man. The Cinderella story last year. I was like, all right, I like this team. I'm just saying, since he's not that far of a drive, man. Just saying. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Cincy, though. I think they're going to pull up the upset, give Mahomes his first loss in December. That'd be pretty sick. I would like that a lot. That'd be cool. Good story. I'm not a Chiefs fan. They wear the white jerseys. I respect them, though. I don't think they are. Uh, Chargers, Raiders. Uh, we'll, say, we'll say Raiders. Raiders are riding pretty high after beating the Seahawks. They can play spoilers. I'm more. shocked at that one because I was going to pick the Raiders. I think I'm going to stick with it, too. Yeah. So, Raiders for me. Colts, Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys. Going Cowboys as well. Yeah. That's a Sunday night game. Yep. And then Monday night, Saints and Bucks. Oh, uh, isn't there some kind of ridiculous stat? Like the, I'm going Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks won't lose this game because of some ridiculous stat there is out there. Tom Brady against the Saints or something. Tom Brady sucks against the Saints normally. Does he? I think he's only beat him twice. Um, there's some kind of stat that I'm, that I'm thinking of. Between, maybe it's like... Bucks have only beat the Saints like once or twice in the last three years. Know. Whatever. Bucks. I'm going Bucks too. The Saints look terrible. Yeah, they just. I mean, they Bucks just don't look blanked. that good, but I think the Bucks are a little better. <laughs> yeah, Saints just got blanked. So. Yeah, so I mean, those are picks for this week, and I will say back in your CJ Shroud comment to all you Lions fans that want CJ Shroud, please explain to me what you see in that guy. He is awful. He yeah. is not a good quarterback. If we draft system him, quarterback. If we draft him, we're screwed. I'm gonna keep it that real. I'm just I'm saying a, he might be a system quarterback, but there's one system that's better than Ohio State's, and it's Michigan's because they dominated them. Let's go! Yeah, go blue, baby. Go but, blue. Yeah, do not. We do not want to draft C.J. Stroud for the sole purpose of uh, he couldn't take Ohio State to a Big Ten championship game in his career there. 
Uh, he looked terrible when he under stress against the Wolverines defense. So imagine what he's going to be like in the NFL defense. Yeah. So that's all I got to say for that. Go blue. All right. Well, go team USA. Yeah. Go, go USA. Go blue. Big 10 championship this weekend. Great NFL games. All right. That's about it from us for this week. Thank you so much for listening to Red Zone Rewind. I'm Ben Schrader alongside Austin Ragsdale. Follow me on Twitter at TWW Sports. Follow Austin at Austin9523. If you missed any of today's episode, check it out on Spotify under the This Week's Winners banner. And until next week, everybody, we will see you later. Later.